Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Looks like we deleted some of that somehow. Classic. Episode 28. Welcome back, Wade. Great to be back. Is it? Yeah. I know the fans have missed me. <laughs> we had a really short episode last week because of Kyle Glazer, um, time constraints and whatnot. No Wade, so you got a short episode. I don't think the people minded. So I think you like a short episode once in a while, don't you? Yeah. Like a, a tight 25 in and out, one car ride, you're done with the pod. I don't know. Sometimes I appreciate it. No real news for the Padres, especially minor league news in January. Shocking. Nothing. Other than that, uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about an MLB.com poll among some executives that I thought was really interesting. It's basically a whole bunch of different questions that MLB asked various executives, probably all the ex- like. GMs, this isn't GMs. I, I didn't read who was actually asked, but executives in quotes. You about, not read? I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't read everything. Uh, I know you don't read everything. You okay. Organizations, it's about organizations, farm systems, how they rank, who are the best players, and uh, executives' general feelings about how each team stands. How do you think the Potters did? That was a question to you. Um, Probably pretty bad. You think they did badly? Poorly? I didn't even know what we were talking about. Just drink, but... your, just drink your white claw. <laughs> uh, after that, we're going to be doing some fantasy corner. It's that time of year. It's actually not, but since I am doing a new league with Prospects Live, um, our, our guy Benjamin Chase recommended this to me. It's a new best ball league. I'm doing it with a f- friend, Austin. There is money involved. We're not going to say how much, but 30 teams, 50 players are on your roster. So it goes really deep as you can imagine. That's a full 26 man roster plus, you know, 24 prospects, um, depending on how you, uh, balance your roster. But, um, that's too much slow moving draft. Everybody has three hours to pick max. So we started on the 13th. We are, uh, recording this on the 17th and we are on round seven. So that's, that's what we're doing. Me and Austin. Is it all emailing back and forth? Like how does this work? It's no, it's a, it's a chat room where it's, we're doing it through fan tracks and it's just like any other Yahoo ESPN website where like there's a draft room and you log in and you make your pick and the, just the timer instead of being set for one minute is set for three hours. Verbal meme, South Park gamer, just sitting down and is uh, <laughs> the old guy with the ponytail. Uh, yeah. I was thinking more like uh, Cartman after six months of training with the, the hot pockets and shitting into his little porta potty yeah but he hasn't been memed the the other guys are memed true but um yeah what was that guy's did that guy have a name in in warcraft i don't think so or i don't know probably he probably had a warcraft name that i can't think of right now but yeah basically that's what i've been doing the last few days and i'll continue to do for the next month because this is a very slow moving draft i'm gonna give, give you a taste of the padres who have been going where they've been going which prospects are going and then uh tell you about my team because that's what i care about and then at the end, a very, uh, very end of surprise segment. Wade hasn't read the notes yet, so he doesn't know what it is. Shocker. Um, we, we're going to do Fantasy Corner, and then after Fantasy Corner, it's going to be Mystery Corner with Wade. But first, uh, big question. Do you think the Padres are cheating? I would sure as hell hope not. Should they be cheating? Yes. <laughs> a thousand times, yes. They haven't made the playoffs since, what, 06? 07? Oh, just off the top of my head. I believe it was 06, yeah. And they haven't had a winning record since 2010? 10, when Latos lost that last game against the Giants. Um, Kind of hard to blame Latos because I think that team lost 10 games in a row at the end of the season. Oof. And that's the only reason why the Giants were in it. Yeah. Um. Damn, yeah, that, that team. I liked that team. That was the Adrian Gonzalez team. Uh, Miguel Tejada, I think, was on that team. Spotlight. So, uh... Should they, they should be cheating then? Yes, but they're not. We don't think they are. I saw a picture going around the internet the other day of Austin Hedges having something on his shoulder. Like if, those, those images are so lame. If Austin Hedges is cheating, he needs 
God, God help Austin Hedges if he's been if he's been <laughs> aware of what type of pitches are coming to him before, and he's still that bad, and he's hitting a buck sixty. <laughs> Jesus, um, do you think if you knew what was coming, no, you would even bat a hundred? No, you could just tell me fastball every time, and by the end of the season, if I knew if I was able to get my timing, you know, four at bats a day, and you just I was getting straight fastballs. I still don't think I'd bat 100. I'd be above the Mendoza line. That's 200? Get the hell yeah. out of here. No. No Guaranteed. fucking chance. Guaranteed. A hit every ten, a hit every uh, two out of every 10 at-bats. Yeah. Easily. Basically getting hit a game almost. Might even bat 400. Get the – oh, my God. So delusional. Um, you're not what you once were, Wade. But this cheating scandal I thought was really funny. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's, it's a tired topic. But I basically don't think this is that bad for baseball. A lot of baseball fans, hardcore fans, are saying like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Baseball has enough time attracting viewers and now there's this like epic cheating scandal, which is right up there with any cheating scandal in any sport ever. It's like up there with Pete Rose betting on games. It's up where up there with uh, – because the World Series is involved, it's up there with the Black Sox from the 1919 World Series, I think, when they fixed the game to spite the owner. Um, this is as big as anything. But I don't think it's a big deal – because every news outlet is now talking about baseball. Baseball leads every sports show in the world. Uh, maybe not the world. In, in the middle of the NBA season. In the U.S. The NBA is dead. It's NFL playoffs. We've got conference championship week, and we're talking about baseball leading every show. It's great for baseball. I think it's, I think it's fine for baseball. And the fans who already are watching baseball, of which there are not that many, aren't going to stop watching because of this. Like, who, they don't care. You know, the only people that are really embarrassed by it are Red Sox fans and Houston Astros fans. You know all the other teams were doing something similar too. It wasn't just them. If this buzzer thing is real, I don't think people were doing that. We still don't know if this buzzer thing is absolutely real or not yet. Right. The like video of Altuve coming home and saying, don't touch my shirt. I think there's uh, reasonable doubts left that maybe – A lot of photoshopping of uh, that stuff was, on their shoulders. It was such a lame photoshop of uh, – or not? Wasn't even Photoshop. This guy made like a short video of different players with little things on their shirts that could have been underneath their jersey. That it's called a wrinkle. Like every team has one. Um, I thought it was really funny. There was a, a reply to that with like a Babe Ruth picture, and like Babe Ruth had a wrinkle in his jersey. You know, Babe Ruth was cheating. <laughs> I just I don't think it's that big. A, I think it's a really juicy, fun story. The last juicy story I loved was Manti Teo's fake girlfriend dying. I thought that was I couldn't get enough of that story. And since then, it hasn't been anything that's captivated me like this. I love this story. Not even Aaron Hernandez? Ooh. Say Shout out Netflix doc. Save it for Mystery Corner. Uh, on the lighter side, some non-Padres. The Padres. person who lost the most in this whole cheating scandal, you Darvish. Oh, because – He lost out on so many millions of dollars. He – Apparently, yeah, people thought he was tipping his pitches. Right. It's like, no, they just knew. And you, Darvish, is up there throwing up home runs, and he's like, what, like, the, what the hell? What's the fuck? What happened to me? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm still really good. What's happened? Yeah. And uh, it turns out they were probably just cheating the fuck out of that game. And then no one wanted to pay him because he tipped his pitches. <laughs> and it cost uh, those two Dodger teams a chance at the World Series. Which I'm 100% fine with. That's hilarious. And speaking of that, we'll get into that next. Uh, Sports Illustrated published this article. Sports Illustrated is still a thing. It's a thing. It's I noticed it digitally, so R.I.P. Is it Rick still, Riley. Is it he's I think he wanted to retire. I think he's had a good career. He used to love Rick Riley. Well he could if he if he wanted to he could go back to ESPN in a second, I'm sure. True. This was hilarious. So Sports Illustrated published this piece, um came out yesterday, the sixteenth. So Gil Cedillo of the Los Angeles City Council is one of the council members who's sponsoring a resolution that would urge Major League Baseball to take the championships away from Houston and Boston and award them both to the L.A. Dodgers. So they're going to vote on this resolution. They say they expect it to pass, and they are going to submit it to MLB to get to retroactively take titles away from two teams and give them both to the Dodgers. Who gets to vote on this? Well, the city council. City council. It's not up for like public vote. It's Chad goes deep needs to go in there. Who is that? Oh, you don't have Instagram. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm sure someone in the audience has Instagram. So what is it? The guy that like punks all the LA city councils asking for 
Oh, I do statues know that. <laughs> and like his bro parties. Um, how funny is this by the by LA? Doesn't this make LA look terrible? Like, is this something you'd even want? Like, you know, when you're a kid and you like are begging your parents to get you something, and then when you get it, you're like, oh, I guess I didn't really need this. I think if the Dodger, if Dodger fans actually this happened, you wouldn't feel good about these, would you? You no. can't, you can't claim these as World Series no. titles. Like, you can be pissed that it happened, but you can't. Like, it w- you wouldn't feel any better, I don't think. I mean, the only thing I could see is, like, the title being vacated, but you wouldn't give it to the second-place team. No. It's like when gonna... they took away USC's national championship, they didn't, like, give it to the second-place team. Yeah, this isn't NCAA. CC Sabathia said he wanted to vacate the titles. Get the hell out of here, CC. They're not vacating anything. Someone needs some press. He does. Um, he just had this, like, year-long retirement tour, too. Um, CC, we get it. You're, you're around still. But – uh I just thought this was a really funny story by L.A. putting this out because L.A. That city councilman is going to run again and this will be his. <laughs> this is the, the platform he yeah. runs on. So uh, send your Twitter complaints or uh, trolls, I guess, to Gil Cedillo of the L.A. City Council and any other city council Cry members. Baby. Um, yeah, I think it looks just really petty and lame. People have been cheating in baseball forever and you get caught and you deal with the consequences, but you're not vacating titles. Um None of this happened in the steroid scandal. Like you're not taking away stats or games won because players took steroids. So what about corked bats, Sammy Sosa? I don't think they like vacated his stats from even that game. <laughs> they, just, they just suspended him. Um, would you suspend Bregman or Altuve or any of the players? No. For wearing a wire? Yeah, no. Okay, I probably would if they wore a wire. That is. How can you prove that, though? Um, I don't know. First-hand account, pictures, I guess, like locker room. It's possible. Photoshop people are great out there. We need another whistleblower. I love whistleblowers. We need more of those. Uh, I already spent too much time on this. I don't care enough about this to keep going. But a um, little Pottery news. Non-roster invitees have been announced, and there's a few of them going to spring training this year. The ones that really matter are Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino, Luis Campuzano, and Taylor Trammell. Those are all top 100 prospects. Probably all top 50 prospects, actually. Uh, any of those making the opening roster for you? No. Gun to your head, how many are on the active roster by end of season? Two. Which ones? Mackenzie Gore and Luis Campuzano. You think Campuzano yeah. makes... One of the catchers is going to get hurt. It always happens. Well, they have Torrens, too. True. And they might – well, they might trade one. They might dump edges somewhere. Hopefully. And then uh, bring in Torrens. Yeah, that's my call. Sticking to it. Uh, you have a sleeper that you like of those guys? Not of those guys, but another minor leaguer who I see sleeping in there. Mm. Reggie Lawson. Really? Yeah. What do you like about Reggie Lawson? Coming up in the bullpen this year. Hmm. Mark my words. Hmm. Check We're, the tape in the future. Who is uh, – Who's whispering this in your ear? Just me. I don't think you're whispering to yourself. You got this from somewhere. No. Really? Yeah. You're just like you're just a Reggie Lawson guy. Wade hot take. You know Mark Gavich has got DFA today. Nick M. Can you say his name yet? <laughs> don't you just hope they get rid of him so you never have to try to say his name again? Yeah. Other guys invited. Top ten prospects, Owen Miller and Hudson Potts. I'm not, I'm kind of soured on Hudson Potts. He's not doing it for me anymore. Had a couple Really, he's, he was all state athlete. Which state? Georgia. Nice. Everyone's from Georgia. Why is that? How did Georgia become such a baseball hotbed? Atlanta just have millions of people. So do we. I don't know. Okay. That was- <laughs> uh, so Reggie Lawson also going to spring training. Pedro Avila, who we got a glimpse of last year, not super sexy, but he's a guy. Luke Bacher, Kyle Bearclaw, Miguel Diaz. Miguel Diaz is going to be Lake Bacher. I call him Luke. Do I? How do I always do that? Yeah, yeah. Lake Bacher. I'm reading it. How did I say Luke? Uh, other guys. I mean, there's a whole bunch of garbage. Um, Seth Mahia's brain coming back. Bear down. BTFD. Esteban Quiros. Abraham Almonte is back, and Michael Geddes is going to be going to spring training. Geddes getting the shot. That's our guy. Uh, very pro Geddes here. Taylor Trammell is interesting. Um, I could see him winning a job mid season. I think we've talked about this before, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean the corner outfield. How... Corner outfields are like totally up, outside of fam, I guess. But like Grisham, I get, like what if Grisham falls on his face? It's very possible. I like Grisham, but he could suck. Could have a mental block from losing. That was a catastrophe. Like I'd be thinking about that every day if I was him. Will Myers in right. Like who else is in right field? Like what? right field's garbage. Franchi. Maybe a little middle of the right. He's, he's played the corners before when Margot's in there. So, um, yeah, those are your uh, non-roster invitees going to spring training. Wait, you know what time it is? It's what the people have been asking for. They have been asking for it. So why don't you give the people what they want? Support for Believe in Padres prospects comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, a.k.a. the plums. <laughs> if, you're gonna t- if you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your plums. Manscaped is making it easy with their men's grooming products. Ryan, I know you were telling me that story about how you cut your balls with the scissors in, true. like, eighth grade. It's not true. Uh, well, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag. R.I.P. Eighth grade Ryan. Oh, he's, he's doing fine. Don't worry about it. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped also has a, cr- a crop preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant, and moisturizer. What kind of name is that? A crop preserver? It's called the plum preserver. Sure. Get 20% off and free shipping with code BLEAV at manscapes.com. Start the new year off right, off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your plums will thank you. I'd say you're getting better at that, but I'm not entirely sure that's accurate. Well, the, I like read it before. The first <laughs> time it was just like thrown out there. Had no idea it was coming. Uh, you forgot this. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code BELIEVE. Shout out, Sauls. Does he shave his balls a lot? Yeah. I think he, uh, his balls are smooth as eggs. What's that from? Chappelle. Come on, dude. I haven't seen Chappelle's, Ch- Chappelle's show or his stand-up. I don't know. His new special? Old school Chappelle. Oh. Um, I should rewatch Chappelle's show. I mostly just YouTube like the skits that I loved, like the uh, the Charlie Murphy stories. You know, um, also great story. Shout out to Saleh, who in seventh grade, this is a good story, went over to our friend Justin's house and used Justin's trimmer to shave his balls. In seventh grade, I think it was seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. I didn't start growing until like two years ago. <laughs> just naturally hairless. <laughs> I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. Let's get to the main story. This is the farm system survey that I wanted to talk to Wade about. Going pretty deep, MLB Pipeline polled um, a bunch of executives across MLB, surveyed general managers, scouting directors, and executives across all the teams. They, were, they weighed in anonymously on a series of questions about prospects, top tools, and farm systems. That's some reading. Are you impressed? Yeah. So do you have it open or am I going to just uh, quiz you? It, I'll it, quiz you on it. You, all don't right. need, you don't need to have it open. I won't. Who do you think had the best farm system according to people who were polled? The Padres. Who would you say would be second? Because it's basically a one-two right now. There's only there's only really two options, the other being the Tampa Bay Rays. That's who I was gonna guess. And the Rays actually won with 48 percent of the votes. Tampa Bay, which is hard to hard to blame people for voting for the Rays because so much of a, a team's farm system is kind of dictated by who are your top top star prospects. Having depth is really nice, but let's say your prospects, let's say your system isn't that strong, but you have a guy like Wander Franco. Wander Franco is the best prospect in baseball, pretty clearly. So that's going to like heavily weight teams to thinking that you're – I mean if you could pull out stars from your system, then your system's doing well. Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Steven Janowski. <sighs> you're fucking out. Huh? Proceed. <laughs> um, 
helps that they have Xavier Edwards now, huh? They poached one of our top Oof, five prospects, and now hurts. they have Xavier Edwards. I hate to see him go. Um, they also just traded Matt Libertor, though, to St. Louis. So they're kind of getting some guys in, moving some guys out. Uh, Brendan McKay, though, really strong two-way prospect. It looks like he's going to probably just stay on the mound, though. And we expect to see him probably at some point in 2020 as a starting pitcher. And they're going to be pretty – he's going to be pretty good. Um, others receiving boats, the Braves, really deep pitchers, Diamondbacks – Sneaking up there. Diamondbacks, Dodgers, both also receiving votes. That's kind of scary in division that the Dodgers are already this good and they have a pretty good farm system too. They're going to be graduating Gavin Lux this year but and probably Dustin May, but still still a pretty good farm system. And the D-backs. That's, that, in the division, that's kind of – I mean the Giants don't have much. The, the Rockies don't have much, but – Who's kinda, last in these rankings? They don't have last. Oh, too bad. The Giants would probably be up there with last. Nice. <laughs> they'd probably they'd be in the conversation for last. Uh, this one I liked. We're not going to go through every single question, but um, which team uses the draft best? The Dodgers won, and it's hard to blame them. Like, look at look at the current Dodgers team. Yeah, uh, Bellinger, Seager, uh, Will Smith. Like Lux. these are yeah. Lux. These are all these are all major league starters that they're getting through the draft, and not even top picks. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, when you're not drafting high. And you're consistently winning at the major league level, picking late in the draft, and still getting Walker Bueller. Like these, they're they're not missing with these guys. Yeah, it's it's impressive, and it's hard to build through the draft because you you'd want your talent to kind of all arrive at the same time, and yet it's it's worked. They've staggered it in a way that they're all arriving in the majors. And they just keep reloading together. Tony Gonzalez um, is going to be pitching for them this year. Padres got eight percent. Of the votes for a team. So the Dodgers, 28% for uh, comparison. Rays got 20% second place, which is interesting because Kyle Glazer, who was on the show last week, we were talking about Matt Libertor because he was just traded and the Rays drafted Libertor. And Kyle was talking about, he, he mentioned that uh, it's interesting that the Rays get so much credit for drafting really good players when in actuality they have not drafted well in the past. But looking at guys that they have recently, Libertor is a guy they drafted, um, who they traded, but is, looks like he's going to be a good prospect. Brendan McKay, they drafted. Wander Franco, international signing, I guess doesn't count for this conversation. But um, the draft is hard. And if you're hitting on a few, I think you're doing a pretty good job, basically, is what I'm getting at. Uh, Rocky's also got some votes. Trouble with the Curve. Great movie. I haven't seen Trouble with the Curve. What's that? Justin Timberlake, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Directing Amy, or in Amy it? Adams. Are you thinking of that Red Sox movie? No, oh. dude. What was the Red Sox movie with a... Like Fever Pitch or yeah, something? Yeah, Fever Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one Trouble either. with the Curve. Check it out. Uh, have you seen Mr. Baseball? Was that R.I.P.? Tom Selleck. No. Oh. Tom Selleck is on the Yankees and gets traded to a Japanese team. I was thinking Bernie Mac, Mr. 3000. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good movie too, though. Vivica Fox. Uh, no, see Mr. Baseball. I, I always tell people uh, – we were talking about your, your brother Patrick. Last time I saw Patrick, I think we talked about Mr. Baseball. Really underrated movie. Tom Selleck's true to force. And Great stash. Hall of Fame stash, yeah. Yeah, easily. Number one, the GOAT. This is going to hurt. Which team has the most overrated farm system? I'm sure it was Padres. <laughs> Padres got first <laughs> with 20% of the vote, which I think is kind of – teams are better. I don't. I don't – how could the Padres be an overrated system when also in the same fucking poll you voted Padres to have the second best farm system? Yeah. Like what, what are we doing, voters? Well, I mean we didn't win the AAA ship. We won the AA ship. Won AA. So what? <laughs> and AAA, like they set every record for run – not that it matters I guess. But they had a tremendous yeah. offense in AAA all year. Like what else can you ask for? I think it's lame that they Just voted. Haters in the building. Astros got second. Overrated. Um Haters going to hate was the the lineup here. Um, a total of 13 teams got votes for this one. The Padres considered to have the top system in baseball the past couple of years leading the way. San Diego could have stayed in the overrated category unless its vaunted system starts resulting in more wins. So I guess that's the issue. They haven't started winning yet, and the system will become an overrated system if they don't end up winning. Yeah. But, 2020, the year of our Lord and Savior, Fernando Tatis. Next question Kind of bleeds into this one. Which team hoards prospects the most? That got Padres 30%. So lots of Padre action so far in this poll. We traded Edwards. What do they mean hoard? Um, they pretty much have been hoarding prospects 
in my opinion. We were begging them to make some trades this season, this offseason. And they did trade Xavier Edwards, which hurt a lot. But other than that, they haven't really traded any other pieces to to go into win-now mode. Yeah, I could see, I mean, a all-star break if they're hanging around, trade some pieces for a pitcher. I mean, I was hoping they would do that this offseason. Right. That was the time to do it. Instead, they got Tommy Pham, which is fine. I think you can sell lower at the all-star break, though. Maybe. And we'll see. But they definitely do hoard prospects. I don't think you can deny that. They have... I think they should have made a few more trades this offseason from guys that are, you know, the back end of the top 10 or outside the top 10 to go get something useful at the major level. Like, they kind of did it with Luis Arias, I guess, uh, to get Trent Grisham. Yeah. And, but like Eric Lauer, they, they've kind of waited for the guys to get up to the majors and then they trade them. Like, I'd rather trade them now when their value is higher. Like Luis Arias, who had a value much higher a year ago than he did when he got traded. Here's a segment for you. Skipping. You got a, you got a segment? Yeah. Vegas over under. Oh, we're doing that. Wins for the season. We were going to save that. Oh, fine. We're going to do, do like a whole Vegas show. All right. Do they have uh, props up yet? I don't know. I only saw the Padres over under. Line. That's what I want to do the show. I want to do the, the Padres prop bets show. Next week. Um, well, as soon as they're up. Gotcha. Because I was going to do it earlier. Remember I had the whole list up, but those were just – Kind of guesses off the top of my head. All right. Take that out. Oh, I will. Don't worry. Cut that in post. Which prospect has the most speed? Overall? Of just, any prospect? Just, yeah. That's the question. What was unclear about that question? Like in all of baseball or on the Padres? The question was to every major league executive. Oh, okay. On this poll, We're which, still playing that game. Gotcha. It's not a game. I'm just reading you what we talk, what they talked about. Yeah. So which prospect has the most speed? I mean, it's got to be our boy. It's C.J. Abrams. Yeah. He got 30% of the votes, which is kind of like, I don't know how you really determine this in game speed because that's all that matters. Royce Lewis, Xavier Edwards, and Christian Pache. Edwards was third? Yeah. Wow. Also receiving votes, Joe Adele. Joe Adele, Vidal Brujan, uh, and that Rays system. Fucking Rays. And Luis Robert, who's going to get called up. We talked about Luis Robert a couple shows ago. Robert. It's French. If he was from uh, Bordeaux, maybe he's in Riesling country out in uh, Strasbourg. But no. Um, Xavier Edwards, really fast. We know that. C.J. Abrams, timed in the 60-yard, which is what they use to measure ball players. Uh 6.29 seconds in the 60-yard. 6.7 to 6.9 for like an average Major League Baseball player. So he's at uh, he's sub 6'3". That is really fast. He can fly. I'd love him. I still love him in center field. I don't see anything wrong with sticking him in center field right now. Just leave him in center field for the foreseeable future, and we can move on with our lives with him in center and Tatis at short. I think his him, speed's wasted at second. I don't need him at second. All right. Would be pretty dope middle infield, though. Yeah, but him in center field? He's gold glove center fielder, probably. Like, nothing's escaping. He's the fastest guy in baseball. Fastest kid alive. <laughs> You're just all references today, huh? That's all I got. So, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Mackenzie Gore got votes for best fastball in the minors. He wasn't in the top three, but he received some votes, which is interesting because doing some Mackenzie Gore homework, like, he's, I think he's mostly a deception fastball guy like it's fastball moves it's a good fastball uh fan graphs has it rated as a 55 um with not much room to improve i don't think i think he's pretty max. i think he's basically maxed out what he's going to be even at age 20 and it's for him moving forward it's going to be learning how to pitch and learning sequencing and learning hitters but his stuff i think is major league ready right and not tipping pitches and not having guys uh use cameras in the outfield to you know, yep. relay messages back and forth. Um, but I think his stuff is major league ready. I don't think anyone could argue that it's not. So he got votes for best, one of the best fastballs. Um, I don't think necessarily his fastball is like amazing. He has really good command on the fastball, which helps. And that's something he can continue to prove on, I guess. Um, command hitting his, hitting his spots. That's what matters most when you make the major league level is can you, can you hit your pitch? in that location when you need to um, at critical times when, you know, runners are on base or when the game's on the line. So he 
got votes. Um, I think it's just like an above average fastball, but he gets his strikeout rate in the minors so far has been, you know, 10 K per nine, 12 K per nine, depending on the level last year, he was kind of, um, because he moved up and down a little bit, uh, right in the middle there. Um, strike percentage, 28%. Like he's, he gets swings and misses mostly on his off speed stuff, but his fastball location and command has been outstanding so far. And that's why he's going to be such a successful big leaguer fastball. You don't need to throw 99. I don't like players today. all want to throw 99. He's in the mid nineties. And I think that's more than enough. Um, like you look at pitchers, like older veteran, like Clayton Kershaw throws like 91, 92 now. And when his back, yeah, his it, stuff is just all going over the fence, uh, only in the playoffs. And why do you think that is? Cause he's playing the Astros. All right. Let's say the one thing though. <laughs> the nationals played them too. The nationals figured it out and changed up their signs. Like it's not that hard. Just change up your signs. They're cheating too. Everybody's cheating. Stop crying, Dodgers. Uh, who has the best pitch ability? Whatever the, the hell that means. Um, oh, yeah, pitch ability. I guess they're defining that as raw stuff. Um, I'm trying to uh, – I don't know. Whatever. McKenzie Gore won. So you got the best, nice. <laughs> most pitch ability. That's where I mentioned it. And then Brandon McKay, who we've been talking about with the Rays, uh, got second place. Casey Mize with the Tigers. Um I want to say Vanderbilt guy, Casey Mize. Does that sound right to you? Sounds like a good guess. Casey Mize. Casey Mize. No, I want to say Auburn now. After the now after you Auburn. looked it up. No, I, now I came up. Auburn. <laughs> With his computer in front of him. Fuck you. I knew <laughs> I, I I know what I did. I got it right. I'm not worried about sure. it. The Lions not concerned with the opinions of the sheep. So yeah, he was an Auburn kid. Vanderbilt, uh, I want to say Kyle Wright went to Vanderbilt. I was confusing him with another former first-round pick. So, Mackenzie Gore all over the list, obviously. Uh, who do you think got best hitting prospect? Potters have nowhere, no one anywhere close to this list, best hitting prospect. That's the kind of – I talked with Kyle Glazer about this, or I was going to. A um, little worried that the Padres are kind of shallow in terms of hitting talent now that Arias is gone slash busted, Tatis is promoted. Um, like who, do you, who else is there other than like Luis Camposano, who's a catcher who's not going to play every day? It's just kind of it's a little worrisome that way. There's no young hitters coming through the system. I mean, what we have the fifth pick overall this year, sixth I think. Let's get a hitter, or is it no, the Chargers are sixth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did the yeah? One of the Potter. It doesn't matter. But anyway, um, they've been they've been pitching heavy, like you know Cal Quantrill, Ryan Weathers, uh, guys that. We think are going to be good, Mackenzie Gore, but none, none of them have really made the the majors yet. So, or Cal Cal did, but he doesn't have a rotation spot yet. Uh, Wander Franco, sixty one percent overwhelmingly the best hitting prospect, and then Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux is going to be a thorn in our side for the next ten years, Wade. So just be ready for that. I got a guy. What do you got? Hit. Yeah. What? Yeah, I got a guy. What? Send him in. Oh, I okay. It's very unclear. Cut what that. You, <laughs> didn't make any sense. Best pitching prospect in baseball, Mackenzie Gore. Then Casey Mize. My boy, Jesus Lizardo with the – oh, What was that? Jesus. Oh, okay. What did you think I said? Just check the tape. I always stumble over Jesus. Hey, it's hard. to Try it. Try saying Jesus Lizardo. Jesus Lizardo. Okay. Makes it easier. But uh, Jesus I think is going to be really good this year. He should have been in the rotation last year, had some injuries, but um, former Washington Nationals property. Remind Andrew that they used to have Jesus Lazardo. All right. Um, who else did they trade away that was really good? They traded a bunch of their really good prospects. and I mean, they, 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 got a, they, they got won, a ring. They got a ring. Same with uh, the Cubs who traded some of their best prospects. And I maintain that the Cubs could have won the World Series without a role as Chapman. I think everyone – that I hear say like, oh, it was worth it because they got Chapman and they won the World Series. I don't think Chapman's the reason. I don't think a relief pitcher is ever the reason you won a World Series. So I would have kept Glaber Torres. That's my opinion. Hot take. Others, uh, Matt Manning on the Tigers. The Tigers have two of these, Casey Mize and Matt Manning. Um, they have some pretty good pitching prospects coming up in the system. So Tigers, dynasty, watch out. Uh, others... No one interesting. Um, 
Most overrated prospect. This will be the last one. Who do you think won most overrated prospect? Mackenzie Gore. Not, I guess not. No, everybody loves Mackenzie Gore. Hunter Green, same draft, went right before Mackenzie Gore to the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, the kid from the Valley. From Sherman Oaks. Yeah, um, Notre Dame High. Yeah. He hasn't he been hurt? He had Tommy John. Yeah, but so that, that's kind of that kind of sucks to be called overrated when everyone loved you and then he got hurt. Right, not know. his fault. Um, he's tied with Bobby Witt Jr., who was just picked last year. Like, calm down on the overrated Bobby Witt Jr. Like, everybody loved him last year too. Also tied, three way tie, Taylor Trammell, overrated prospect. I can't blame him for that. Fuck the haters. Definitely hating. He had a terrible year last year. Up until he got to San Diego, or I guess we changed Am- his swing. Amarillo. Um, yeah, the Reds were trying to mess with his swing. Like, just leave leave the kid alone. He was yeah. really good. Uh, I don't know why the Reds are sticking their noses in his business with the swing. And then he came to came to the Amarillo Saudis and was amazing. So and won the ship. I'm expecting kind of a bounce back from Taylor Trammell. He's still high on a lot of prospect lists, which is probably why I think teams threw him on this Could overrated be future face of the franchise. He seems like he's a good kid just yeah. through Twitter interactions and stuff. Yeah. And, um, Great kid. Taylor Trammell. I, I, I'm all in on Taylor Trammell. I'm just a little a little skeptical as you are with any prospect not named Mackenzie Gore or Luis Patino, I guess, for that matter. Because I, those guys are – Or C.J. Abrams. Uh, wow. You're going to flex on my boy like that? If the, that, was, that was the softest flex that's ever uh, flexed. Um, who's going to contribute the most? So these guys are going to happen this year. Gavin Lux, Hazel Cesardo. Is that better? Still, I'm still stumbling over that one. Just say Jesus. Uh, JL, J. Luz, Brandon McKay, Joe Adele, Sean Murphy, Luis Robert. So those guys are going to be really good. If you play fantasy, like go get those guys. They're not a secret by any means. But also receiving votes, Mackenzie Gore. Because I, I like, I guess, these executives think Mackenzie Gore is going to come up at some point late in the season. Maybe in a bullpen role. And be pretty good. Wade seconds that. Sure. All right, Wade, before the next segment, got to read from my bookie. It's 2020. We're heading into a new year. And for the first time in a long time, the Patriots aren't making the Super Bowl. So who's your pick? I mean, that's in the in the copy, but I'm also asking you. Who do you oh, got? me? Yeah. Chiefs. I like the Chiefs, too. Um, I think a lot of trendy people are taking the Titans now. I think it's a little late to jump on the Titans bandwagon, personally. Although I had them to be New England, Moneyline, no big deal. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. Is football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've even got odds on the UFC. And with everybody's favorite Irish nuisance fighting on the 18th, things are bound to get exciting. That's and I'd like to apologize to fucking nobody. To fucking no one. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that all over ESPN. MyBookie has the fastest payouts. Best promotions and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, Wade, what do you get back? You get $1,000. Thanks, Wade. All you have to do is, do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. But don't listen to Wade's picks because Wade's been pretty cool. Can only go up. That's what they say. Got to keep betting. Martin Gale system. We're going to do a quick fantasy corner before we get out of here. So, as previously mentioned, I'm in this really intense 30-team fantasy baseball league. Who do you think that was the first Padre taken, and where do you think he went in this 30-team draft? Tatis. 30 teams. There's 50 roster spots. Tatis went first. You're right. I mean, that's probably obvious. Where would you have taken him, theoretically? I mean, you've done no homework and you don't, you know, not looking at a list in front of you, but like, I think I'd take him 12th overall. <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole. Thanks for spoiling it, Wade. So, yeah, he went 12th overall. I think there's a case for him to go higher, honestly. Soto went, I think, seventh. Um, Acuna went second right after Mike Trout. I think Tatis is in that conversation with, you know, top 10 pick. Is uh, this a keeper league? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I don't think I'd, I'd mention the actual rule. So it's a five team, or uh, sorry, five year best ball league. So what that means is you start or not, you draft your team. So like I said, there's 50 roster spots. 
best ball means they take you don't have to set a roster you don't have to set a starting lineup best ball will just take your 10 best hitters who scored and your nine best pitchers who scored and there are no positions so all your hitters are utility um all your pitchers are just pitchers so it doesn't matter what position you don't have to draft by position at all no it's, it's best ball who scores the most there's no positions so in that sense i guess because their shortstop doesn't matter uh, that might hurt Tatis a bit, I guess. Um, DHs probably move up in rankings because of that. It doesn't matter what position you play. So, but t- with a, with a talent like Tatis, I think there's definitely a case for him to be made uh, higher than 12th, like top yeah. 10. So anyway, you, it's a five year league. So after year one, there's a another round of draft which takes place. It's 10 rounds. You get 10 extra players, and you have to cut 10 that you want to cut. I guess you can. You don't have to. If All you don't right, want let's to. get to the picks. So, Mackenzie Gore was the next Padre taken, third round, seventy second overall. I thought that was pretty high for Mackenzie Gore. So the league ends after five years. Mackenzie Gore might not even contribute this year, and you're taking him in the third round. Could be an ace next year, though. I think there's a learning curve. I don't think you become an ace that quickly. I mean, sometimes you do, but he could be like okay next year. Got to take a flyer on him. That's it, definitely a flyer. Machado was the third Padre. He went in the third round also. 66th, so right before Mackenzie Gore. I think I'd rather... Well, I don't know. Machado, I expect to bounce back next year also. He had kind of a down year. He definitely quit second half of the season. Wouldn't you agree? He hated Andy. Well, I think... It, they it, all did. Once Tatis went out and the team started to lose some games, they were 500 at the All-Star yeah. break. And Machado then, lost the desire. He definitely did. Tatis keeps him young. Fam went in the sixth round, 172nd overall. Me and Austin, who are co-managing this league. Um, Austin and I. What did I say? Me and Austin. Aren't both acceptable? No. Challenge. <laughs> uh, now you're actually you're right. Um, hey, live, live radio. This one, that's what you get. Yeah. Or live podcast. We wanted Fam at some point, but it, he's going to be playing next year at 32. Like that's that's tough to justify when he has to be on your team for five years to thirty seven. Yeah, that's rough. Um, that's that's the issue with taking older guys. Uh, we saw Gore go early, so you're taking young guys. You might miss a couple years early. Fam, you're missing a couple years late. It's tough to find those guys that are going to be sustainable for five years. That's what makes this this draft so difficult. Joey Lucchese went in the seventh round. Joey Fuego, one eighty eight overall. And then I threw this guy in here, Tommy Edmond, local kid, Country Day, La Jolla Country Day alum, uh, like me and Wade. Seventh round, also, what? I'm trying to stay incognito here, bro. If people want to look you up, they want to look you up. 198 overall, so he went right after Joey Lucchese, which I thought was interesting because I think I'd much rather have Tommy Edmond. I was considering Tommy Edmond also kind of in that 6-7 range, but uh, neglected too. So... Our team picked 17th overall, which I loved, right in the middle of the draft. In a snake draft, Wade, we had to wait 30 picks for ours. But if you picked first or last, if you're not first or last, nice. you have to wait 60 picks before you get to go again. You could wait days without picking. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so we picked 17th. I really loved um, our first few picks. So we went Trevor Story, Xander Bogats at the top of the draft, our first two picks. Both 27 years old, both in their prime. Nobody cares. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Trey Mancini is in there, who I liked um, as a hitter. Alec Baum is our is our prospect that we've taken so far. Only prospect we've taken. Who's is on the last Phillies. Baum? B-O-H-M, yeah. It's a sweet last name. From Wichita State. So he's in the Phillies organization. Shockers. Going to play a little third base slash first base probably for them. Hoping he contributes a lot this year. Drop some bombs. I'm sure he's never heard that before. He's not guaranteed a, a spot at an opening day. So that's our one risk we've really taken so far. Pitchers are a little light. We went we went hitting heavy early, so Sonny Gray and, Matt, and Marcus Stroman are uh, leading the way for pitching. And we'll probably tweet about this as the draft continues. It's a, it's a very slow draft, so uh, maybe tweet out a, a pick a day or something to the, the Believe in Padres prospects faithful, you know? Looking at uh, Padres coming up in the next few picks, maybe Trent Grisham, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Luis Patino, 
I'm keeping an eye on. We're going into pick eight this evening. Hopefully we get to pick, but I'm looking heavily at Luis Patino. Would you be okay with him in that spot? Yeah. I think Patino has a real chance to be um, – This I'm not alone in this opinion, but the best pitching prospect in baseball in the next year. As a bunch of guys graduate, you know, Casey Mize, Brendan McKay, Jesus Lazardo, uh, Mackenzie Gore, those guys are all gone. Luis Patino, I think, has a real chance to be the best prospect, pitching prospect in baseball. And if we can get him in the next round, probably have to wait a year for him to develop. But, I mean, you, you got to get these prospects early or they'll be gone. And then by year four, your your guys are old and not contributing like they used to, you know? Right. Before we get out of here, we're going to do a little stop by Film Corner with Film Miner, Wade. That's right. So, Wade, what have you been watching lately that uh, you want to talk about? The Aaron, Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. Yeah, so how's that been going? I admittedly don't know a ton about the Aaron Hernandez thing because I was abroad, as they say. I'm only one episode into the three-part series, so one hour into a three-hour Three parts. Is, is a little ambitious for three parts. Did you watch the O.J. Simpson documentary? I did. I thought it was way too long. I was in th- Like how many episodes? Eight or seven? I was entertained. I did three and, and liked them, but they were so long. So you're – okay. So they're an hour each. You're through one. What's your read on it? I mean it's a lot of inside info. It shows him on the phone from his prison cell talking to family members, A1 uh, – Athletes first, which is, which is agent. Yeah. Um, so it is a pretty interesting perspective as far as sports documentaries goes. How uh, – how prisony does it get? Like, do you is there some real shit that you learn about what was going on in prison? Not yet, but we but anticipate it, that there hopefully will be. Uh, you were telling me off air you think he's bisexual. One hundred percent. How does that come up? Uh, his boyfriend is interviewed on his prison boyfriend or his no, boyfriend, his high school boyfriend, who was the quarterback of his high school. Hmm. I think we should cut this whole thing. Why? There's. I did a whole fucking 10 minutes on Chernobyl when I was watching Chernobyl. <laughs> People love it. We're already fine. All right, good. So that was Film Corner with Film Miner Wade. Locks of the week before we get out of here. Target locked. Wade, I finally lost last week. I had a really good run. I think I won nine weeks in a row. Which you is, were hot. That was, that's a good run. That's the best run I've had in a while. Who saw the Titans winning that game outright? Nobody. I mean, I had the Titans the week before winning, but I didn't think there was any way that Lamar was going to get stopped by this Titans team. Two years in a row, you let the sorry-ass Chargers come into your home and beat you, and then this Titans team? Are the Ravens not good? Are they over- Can they not win the big game? They might be fake. This Ravens team really reminded me of that 06 Chargers team that lost in the first, in the divisional round. To the after. fucking Jets? No, to the Pats. That was 06. Uh-oh. When uh, one safety who will remain nameless... Yep. Marlon McCree. Uh, God damn it. Fumbled a interception, which would have iced the game. But. Decided to then fumble the ball. Fuck off. Uh, my bonus pick won. I had LSU. So I did lose my lock of the week, but I gave a bonus pick LSU. Go Tigers. They won. Uh, I'm starting to sound like uh, our boy. Was that the best college team ever? That's, the, that's what the show we're doing right now? I don't know. I'm just asking. It sounds like a first take topic. But yes, I think. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Just asking here. I'm starting. What's? Uh, I'm starting to sound like Orgeron. My voice is good. Tigers losing it. Um, my account's been very healthy this week. Wait, I'm starting to lay some bigger bets now. I got back. My lock. I really like the Chiefs. I'm going to lay points again this week. Lay points. Seven and a half. Lay points. I had it. I saw it at seven. Okay. But uh, the Chiefs. I've, I've been laying a lot of points in the playoffs, and so far it hasn't been going super great. But I'm going to lay these points because I think the Chiefs. Like I said this last week, they're they're a force in eight. I said this about the Ravens last week, but I don't see the Chiefs. Um, I don't see the Chiefs losing this game, and I think if they win, they're going to win by more than a touchdown because uh, Mahomes showed that he's the real MVP. Fuck Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is nothing right now compared to Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs all day minus seven. Uh, I also love the. B- bonus pick Packers team under 19 and a half. You like that? Yeah. San Francisco D's good. 
They are good. I see the Packers covering this game. It's not going to be a lock or a, a bonus lock, but I can see the Packers covering this. Neither team can score. Yeah, and I, I see it being relatively low scoring, but I really love the Packers team under 19.5. I don't think they score 20 points. So I can see like a like a 24-17 game, you know? And know. They, would, they would cover. Never doubt Rodgers. With seven in the hook, they cover that game. So Delmar local. Currently, or is he... Was he, he currently lives okay. in Del Mar. Who, yes. do, who doesn't live in Del Mar? I don't know. You're not cool unless you live in Del Mar. What's your lock of the week, Wade? So this isn't the sexiest of picks, but... Uh, There's only a couple games to choose from. And I'm going to pick both. I'm going to take both favorites, money line Parlay. Ooh. Pays out even money. Even money, huh? Yeah. I do. I'm not against it. I might ride with you, depending um, how many beers I have after this podcast, but... Friday beers. I like it. Nothing nothing wrong with a uh, money line favorites parlay. I'm doing that right now in the NBA. We're watching uh, Sixers struggle against the Bulls. Part of my money line uh, favorites parlay. So we're giving you a Chiefs minus seven, and we're giving you Chiefs uh, Niners money line parlay is our locks of the week. Correct. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Firefarmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. My voice is getting worse by the minute. You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. That was Wade. I'm Ryan. Check in with you guys next week. So flat. Your destination, though you may find from time to time. Ryan, yeah, have you ever had a problem shaving your balls? Well, I wouldn't say problem, but I've had uh, some hiccups here and there with the scissors. I don't use scissors, I just use an attachment, unless they like scissor or something. <laughs> Oh, Xerxes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.